Ty. Hi, folks. It's Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical 2, one minute at a time. I'm Condra. I am Tyler. And today we're talking about Minute 71 of High School Musical 2. Minute 71 starts out with a friendly stare from Ryan and a disappointed look from Gabriella, and ends with Chad shout-asking, Did you ever ask to include us, Captain? <laughs> and we love a sarcastic use of Captain in, the, in, this, in this podcast. Indeed we do. <laughs> we should do... Are we going to do Remember the Titans? Is that just like somewhere down the line for us? Who knows? <laughs> Seeing as we can't agree on our next one, it might end up being that. <laughs> so, yeah, we are continuing this confrontation between Ryan, Gabriella, and Troy. Yeah, it's a little weird because Gabriella just looks really sad. And Ryan is like a little puppy who is like, like I've said before, just like a dog who's happy to be there. He knows yeah, he's it's really, awkward. He knows it's he, awkward, but he's really trying to break the tension. He's smiling through the moment too. Yeah, he's like, "This is not where I want to be, but I'm happy, and maybe if I'm happy, other people will be happy." Yeah, I'm sure he has to does that, do that a lot for his family. Yeah, he's very well practiced at it. And that's and that's what he does, right? Because he he comes out directly with a compliment, because that's what he would do for Sharpay. He says, Troy, I heard things are going great with you and those college boys. Which is so funny to think that Vance went home yesterday and is like, guys, Troy is doing so well. <laughs> no, that's exactly what he would do. <laughs> but like, what? I, I guess has Vance, in, in the short time that they've known each other, has decided Troy is actually his son because he's good at the sports and will make him proud the way Ryan quote-unquote cannot okay i'm like i'm not gonna say that he hasn't done that <laughs> no i know in his brain <laughs> we it's have possible. no evidence of it but we believe it <laughs> when are we gonna get a cut back to the evans household that is all i want and these little scenes between them at the country club aren't enough i want them at their house what i want to see what their house looks like how many grand pianos are there at least two <laughs> and what is what is Sharpay's room like? What, Pink and feathery. What does, and what does Ryan's room look like? Feathery. Do you think Ryan, like Chad's mom, has a picture of the Phantom of the Opera somewhere? In in the fridge? <laughs> Not in the fridge, but just around. I mean, probably he's probably got theater posters. If they've been to New York to see shows, it's probable that he has a theater at least one musical poster he's definitely got all his playbills taped on the wall and i wouldn't even be surprised if he has his own plays posters hanging up like Sharpay wow. definitely does because she's pretentious <laughs> but like ryan probably does because he's like all oh, sweet memes or he's got like cast photos or something yeah he's got pictures of all his friends and, like little polaroids hung up that's cute That'd i love that for him cute. <laughs> so yeah troy fields ryan's compliment and is like yeah you know things are going great playing with those guys it's like being in another world <laughs> which, which I, is, it is like yeah. college is it, it's frequently ascribed in books and media as 
another world because college truly is a whole new world (laughs) a new fantastic point of view if only they did that that little synergy moment there (laughs) But the thing is, it's the wrong thing for Troy to say in this moment. It is. It, because it Gabri- is. <laughs> Gabriella doesn't want to hear about his whole new adventure that he's having with college boys. and um, <laughs> Which came out wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know what I mean. <laughs> I know what you mean, yes. Gabriella looks sad in this moment. And it's not the right time for Troy to to be talking about himself he should be like how was your night like what did you do for fun how is it not the right time for him to be talking about himself though like here's the thing and this will come up more in the next minute it's like shouldn't his friends be happy for him yes i don't disagree with you there why is ryan the only one who cares all excellent questions tyler let's take a minute and think about gabriella's perspective Something this movie fails I'm, to do. I'm craving a little bit of perspective here. <laughs> a fresh plate of it is what I need. I don't have any perspective. I'll bring the perspective. <laughs> you provide the meal and I'll provide the perspective. Um, yeah, so what's up? What's Gabriella's so, perspective? Gabriella had been lured into this summer. Not Lord. That's the wrong word. But somewhat tempted. Like, Troy was like, oh, we're going to spend every day together. We're going to have all this fun. Tea for Troy. All that jazz. Yeah, he really set her up for a romantic summer of working for the Evanses at a country club. Well, when that suddenly fell into their laps, I think it skewed the way they needed to think about the summer and i don't know if all of their brains ever got to that point i think gabriella is still hoping that they have those romantic moments like she had they had that nice picnic and the the swim before they got in trouble yeah but like every time they try to hang out they get in trouble and it kind of gets reflected onto gabriella that it's her fault so like i don't know what in her brain would think to blame troy for those two instances like, those clearly weren't his fault. I don't think she blames him, but I think this nonsense that he has the expectation that he has time to give when he clearly doesn't. And if if you were being honest and being like, hey, I'm getting recruited right now. I need to focus on basketball for just a little bit and then we'll hang out as soon as this kind of wave is ridden. She would 100% understand Troy is just being a very bad communicator in this moment, which is making Gabriella really disappointed, not sad or angry, but just upset or disappointed because she knows Troy is not doing the best he could. Yeah, it's not unusual, like, if your boyfriend doesn't call you the night before which he did, but whatever, to, like, kind of give him the, not the silent treatment, but the, like, hey, I'm going to be a little cool for the next 12 hours, and then we'll get back on the same page. Maybe not the most healthy thing that teenagers do, but it's a normal thing. Yeah, and I think she's still trying to figure out, too, like, oh, shoot, this, it could be, we don't know, because they're not exploring Gabriella at all, but it could be she's like, wow, Troy 
was not the one that was like really looking to this college stuff this summer and all of a sudden all this college stuff is in his lap am I not doing enough by taking this job should I be tor like should I be writing my essays and like taking extra exams and like taking the SATs for the 12th time because <laughs> it's ridiculous uh, well Gabriella like, wouldn't need to take the SATs more than twice no She's smarter than me. She's a freaky genius girl, Contra. She's a freaky genius girl. Um, she's better at standardized tests, likely. <laughs> but all these other things aside, she somewhere in her brain gets it, but it's still, she's disappointed in Troy for not realizing it himself because he has had good emotional intelligence. We've talked about this. He's been good at being aware of the situation and for some reason his brain is just not right now it's interesting though because it's almost like troy isn't used to people being mad at him yeah and so that's what he's reacting to he's like i'm not used to being and it's not like he's necessarily the bad guy in this situation but he's not used to being perceived as the bad guy Definitely. and he doesn't know how to earn people back because he's used to having people give him the benefit of the doubt absolutely he's the little golden boy um, what I also wanted to say was, as you pointed out, we don't get any of Gabriella's perspective here. And he literally says nothing. Yeah, the, the decision to give Gabriella no lines is an odd one in this scene. It's like Ryan is here talking about how great Gabriella's mom's brownies are. And, oh, okay, Gabriella does say... You missed a great game last night. And then Ryan does like a playful, like pretend swing and then does like a sound. Yeah. Yeah. But literally, that's it. Yeah. So, but mostly she's just standing there and it's kind of like a proud face that's like kind of like shows her consternation to a degree, but also isn't isn't betraying how she actually feels. She's kind of like holding a like holding half of a Mona Lisa smile to be like. I'm not going to let you know how I'm feeling. I don't interpret it as a Mona Lisa smile. If anything, she like at one point juts her lips out like she's like sad. That's why I said half a Mona Lisa smile. <laughs> it's so, even uh, more so, inscrutable. So an eighth of a smile overall. <laughs> well, she's Vanessa Hudgens. She like she like does the doe eyes and then yeah. She's entirely inscrutable, though. I think there is some remorse or so like disappointment. It's not full out like awe stricken or like she's but she's like what what I, I guess what I'm saying is like she's pretending to have this kind of small talk conversation. Yeah, but she's like yeah, but she's not she's not willing to say what she's actually feeling, and so she's like trying to just put on a face to get through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that some of those deeper emotions are coming through, but it's not entirely clear. Yeah. And maybe that's her choice. She's tired of these, like, the last three days and, and Troy just saying a bunch of stuff that she doesn't want to hear anymore. And she's like, okay, I'm going to just not just, like, have this moment where I'm just myself. That being said, the whole thing with like setting the expectations up for the what the summer was going to be like, it's been three days. Like, it's not like, oh, the summer's almost over and we haven't spent any time together. Like, I don't know. There's still plenty of time for them to do things together 
it's just been a busy couple of days. Like mm-hmm. you're teenagers there. Sometimes it goes a couple of days where you don't see your boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. The other thing, I don't know if you noticed this when you watched the minute, what music is playing on in the background. There, I did not notice. There's a very subtle, very sad and slow. You are the music in me. <laughs> <laughs> and it's very sweet. But also a little foreshadowing. Wow. Um, I like, so Ryan is still kind of trying to cheer up the conversation. But when he mentions how after the game, like he said, ooh, and the dessert afterwards was amazing. Just like, I don't know, like dessert afterwards and talking about like who, how you missed a night of hanging out with your girlfriends. You're like, oh, dessert, right? There's implications there that you're like ooh, i don't know if i like that especially in this premise where we're like i don't know if we're viewing this from a perspective that troy might be jealous of ryan which is the dumbest thing and i will talk about this throughout i yeah and I, and I said this last minute it was like clearly we do not interpret it that way because we interpret ryan as a gay character but that's not to say that Troy isn't or that six-year-olds watching this in 2006 aren't. See, the thing is, I don't think I ever interpreted that. I always thought uh, Troy was being really dumb because Ryan doesn't display that kind of, like, there. he puts his arm around her, but not in any sort of, it, it's very much a joking, like, hey, buddy, buddy kind of way. Not like, yeah. a, oh, she's mine now. And and I agree that Troy doesn't seem like the possessive type. But it's just something to keep in mind, I guess. Like, it's, it's something that maybe the writers thought they were doing and doesn't really come across mm-hmm. on screen. But it's, there's crumbs. There's crumbs. Yeah. Like a crumb. <laughs> so yeah, it's it's mostly this awkward silence between Troy and Gabriella. That's like n- n- neither of them apologize. Troy just it looks really sad and watery eyed. Yeah, it's like he could say like I tried to call you last night, but you didn't answer, and then you didn't call back. It seems like it's as much on Gabriella in a in a way. Yeah, the communication. Lines are not flowing in either direction right now. Yeah. So it's awkward. And this this whole like stilted thing. And this will come to a head as this minute continues into the next scene. It's just like it doesn't feel like we entirely. And I know I've said this before, but it just it doesn't feel like we've entirely deserved like set up and gotten to a deserved point of conflict between these characters. Yeah. Maybe it's because we're watching it in such a choppy way that like, I am not getting the full flow, but I don't know why the movie is setting us up to be mad at Troy. And like, like, are we supposed to be completely on the side of Gabriella? I don't, so I don't think we're supposed to be mad at Troy. I imagine we're supposed to be kind of in Troy's shoes and being like, why is everyone behaving in this way? Although the audience does have a little more knowledge of knowing 
what Gabriella and the gang are doing when Troy's not around. And even then, it's like, yeah, y'all are still having fun and working and being together. Like, yeah, Troy's not there, which is a bummer, but, like, you figure it out. It doesn't feel like the movie is about the complex emotions and interrelations that teenagers have between each other. It Yeah, I think it's really doing a, dis- a disservice to teenagedom as a whole. Like, it doesn't feel like, oh, this character is mad and they're right to be mad, but they're also, like, they're right to feel their feelings, mm-hmm. but they're also kind of in the wrong. Like, it, yeah. it doesn't feel like the movie understands the nuance of what the actors are doing a pretty good job of portraying. Yeah. But the writing doesn't actually give them the circumstances of what's really going on. And it doesn't feel like it also doesn't feel like it's about how they're not communicating their feelings with each other because it's a musical and we get the feelings of characters in musicals all the time through their songs. We get their feelings very much exaggerated and like (laughs) and front and center in these movies. And so the audience is getting the feelings of the characters, but not between But the characters aren't getting them between each other. And so it's, it's one of those like irony things, like dramatic irony. It was like, okay, well, I know what's going on, so why don't the characters just say it to each other? And not just like, yeah, we're getting it in some moments, but we've talked about this. There aren't a lot of songs in this movie. And some <laughs> of them don't necessarily convey... Forward the plot. Yeah. <laughs> or convey emotion so much as motivation or idealisms yeah most of the most of the musical numbers in this movie are let's revel in this moment and this specific emotion in this setting and have a dance number that reflects how the character is feeling at this specific moment but not a lot of them are about advancing the plot or really in investigating the complexities of a character like say gabriella in when there was me and you, Mm -hmm. which is like, oh, let's really take a deep dive into this character, which I know we're going to get later, but Mm -hmm. fabulous Sharpay singing is like, oh, let's just have a number about how Sharpay is like Sharpay. Yeah. Having her Britney Spears moment, as it were. So Troy just kind of silently walks away from Gabriella and we cut to. (laughs) They both have watery eyes. They don't know what to do. (laughs) so the story doesn't know what to do so they change scenes yeah the screenwriting advice were like every scene should be a therefore or a but this feels like an and then like yeah but that's okay you know you can get a you can get a couple and thens every once in a while not everything needs to be a therefore and this is kind of a therefore from a previous scene it's just not a to b to c it's kind of like a to b and then a to c a to B to musical number to swapping <laughs> closes. To yeah, see. okay. This movie does have a lot of and thens. I'm, I'm not defending it, but in this in this moment, it seems like an and then that I can excuse. Yeah. Um. No, and I think it does. Doing these back to back shows why Troy behaves the way the way he does in the next minute because he he gets a little. 
excited. There, there, there are words shared. Not to go into the next minute, but the yeah. Well, let's get what we get in this minute, I guess. Okay, so Troy enters the kitchen, and Zeke is there with a plate for him, so he can get his <laughs> breakfast. Little brekkie. Yeah, and and Zeke says, "What's up, LeBron?" Um, because LeBron was a referent for a, a basketball player in 2007, just as he is in 2022. And the writers only know him and <laughs> and Shaquille O'Neal. Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> and it's but it's LeBron. funny because Zeke is a basketball player; like he knows more than two basketball players. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Troy responds like, "Oh, you know, those guys are very tall," which yeah. is like a a subtle dig at how Troy is actually really short. Really short. <laughs> I was actually appreciative of the writers kind of throwing in that joke. Yeah. I don't know if it's meant to be a joke, but it was like very weird. Like, is that what's going through Troy's mind right now as he's getting breakfast? He's (laughs) like, yeah, they're really tall. Like, that's not what he asked you. Troy gets an omelet on his plate. Yeah. And walks over to the middle of the room as Zeke says that, they got Vince from maintenance to cover for him. Now, I think he's talking about the basketball game that they played before the baseball game. The pickup game that they were yeah. talking about playing? Yeah. Or are they referring to the baseball game in Troy? It, doesn't, it literally to be doesn't there. matter. It doesn't. <laughs> Chad was mad about them not, like, was mad about Troy not playing basketball. It's like they have a basketball game and a baseball game. This movie is poorly written. Yeah. And Troy offers to play today. Like, oh, I'm sorry I missed that. Can we play today? Which is, like, reasonable. (laughs) And Chad passive-aggressively says, I don't know, maybe we'll check with Vince. (laughs) Chad is just gonna lose it. You can feel it. You can cut the tension with a knife. Yeah. And so it kind of starts to boil down. Troy has mentioned his thing with the college guys and Chad, I don't know the, the, the direct line that comes before it, but he basically comes out and asks like, Hey, why didn't you include us in the, Oh, I remember Troy says, Mr. Evans set up the meeting, not me. Yeah. Because Troy again, <laughs> isn't in, is isn't in charge of his own schedule. Yeah. He's literally being bossed around. Yeah. So, even though Chad knows that Mr. Evans set up the schedule, he asks Troy, like, but you didn't even think to include us, your teammates, Captain? Captain. Which, while we love a good sarcastic captain, is a rather unreasonable thing for Chad to ask. <laughs> I don't, and I'll get into this next minute, and so I might just say, one thing and then we might wrap up because it really does just go into next minute. But this regression that Chad goes through in this movie is infuriating because we had the same exact conversation probably right around this time in the movie (laughs) percentage wise in High School Musical in the library when he's freaking out at Troy for (laughs) being in the audition. Like literally, I think that was a, like a beginning of Act Two thing in High School Musical One. This is more like an end of Act Two type thing in this movie. Okay. 
if we're talking three act structure, but I don't remember when the library scene happened in the first movie. I remember it being like still kind of the setup because in high school musical one, Chad and Troy make up relatively early in the plot. I thought they do. Yeah, that is true. (laughs) They do. And then the whole third act is just kind of like the plan playing out. Yeah. I mean, we still got a lot of this movie left, (laughs) but yeah, Chad is indignant and there's a whole confrontation that occurs in the next minute. So I guess we're still kind of interpreting this relationship between Troy and his best friend, but we'll save it for next time. Anything else you got to say about this minute, Condra? No, because we're going to get into it next minute. Yeah. And this is how we, this is how you get listeners to come back as you tease What's going to happen next time? You leave them on a cliffhanger. I'm going like, to get real angry, folks. Just get ready. <laughs> the big blow up between Troy and Chad. Like okay. Chad and Troy, I will get angry. <laughs> All right. Where can people find us on the internet? They can find us on the Twitter at Amateur Nerds. Or me personally at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. You can send us an email to AmateurNerdsPresent at gmail.com. Yeah, let us know your favorite musical no um your favorite your favorite polaroid picture that you have hanging up in your room what if i don't have any pictures hanging up in my room (laughs) special thanks to our artist theo golden at t golden art on instagram and our musician joe winslow whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com i've been condra and i've been tyler and we'll see you next time to see who's about to have another blow up you can bet on That was a reference to a white stripes song. <laughs>